Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Joined in the studio by Clayton McClaw Harris. Good Monday afternoon to you, Clayton. Good afternoon, Drake. How's it hanging, baby? Everything good? Everything's good. I overcast, cloudy. I it is January 3, 0-30th. One more day in the month of January tomorrow. And then uh, it's on to February. I mean, it just seems, I swear, it just seems like Christmas ended last week. And we've already moved through the month of January. Uh, we got through the uh, conference, uh, NFL conference games, title games this past weekend, yesterday, which we're going to go into some deep thought and uh, opinions about here in just a minute. And also, uh, the SEC and the Big 12 played a whole slate of games. There's a couple of SEC games. I think Georgia, South Carolina went to overtime. Yeah. yeah. And um, not everybody. It, participated in it right so you know there not everybody got into the sec versus the big 12 um matchups but some sec teams did and some of the better sec teams did and they didn't fare very well they did not looked uh really really <laughs> I mean, bad and we're, we're going to talk about that some but first things right off the bat congratulations to the kansas city chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, who will face off in just under two weeks, 13 days, Super Bowl 57. Is that correct? Did I, get, I believe so. Did I get that number right? I've never been very good on Roman numerals, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 57. And um, right now, uh, Philadelphia is a two-point favorite with the sports books. What do you think about that? With a 49-and-a-half total? Well, I feel as though if you look at both teams, both Philadelphia is the more well-rounded team in all aspects right now than Kansas City. Um, You know, at the end of that, I'm going to tell you, I, I I had a bet on Kansas City yesterday, minus two points. And uh, I thought towards the end of that ball game in the fourth quarter, I thought my my chances were shot. I thought, you know, Kansas City was down uh, receivers. Kelsey was out. Uh, You know, there was was a lot going on with the offense of Kansas City um, and their defensive backs that were going down. Uh, And I just thought, Things were lining up for a Cincinnati win until uh, Mr. Osai, his name, let me let me get this right, number 58 for the Cincinnati Bengals. His name is Joseph Osai, and he is from Houston, Texas. And his family moved from Nigeria when they were, when he was 10 years old. Wow. He is the gentleman, number 58, for you people who saw 58 push uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, out of bounds. 
um, and get the flag, which moved that football, the line of scrimmage, from the 42-yard line and basically a 60-yard field goal in that five feels like five-degree weather and wind at Arrowhead Stadium to the 27-yard line and basically made it a 45-yarder. That barely went through. Right. And so I'm just saying uh, – and, and, of course, Mr. O's, nobody is more upset and, and dejected and saddened by uh, that play than Mr. Osai. Um, after the game was over, one of uh, – I don't know Mr. Hill that plays for Cincinnati, his first name, but he stood beside Mr. Osai during the press conference after the game. And uh, – Mr. Hill just stood up there next to his teammate, Mr. Osai, who committed the egregious foul of pushing Mahomes um, late, uh, supposedly late, supposedly late out of bounds. It was a bang-bang play. It was a very late flag. And, yes, a very late flag. And, and the question, I, I'd have to really sit down and look at it and, and make sure that Mahomes was out of bounds. Right, I mean, right. just when you leap, as a player, when you leap and you're a ball carrier, when you leap from inbounds, uh, and you're and you're in the air moving out of bounds, you're still in bounds. Yeah, where, where was Mahomes when he went to engage him? When he that's left right. his feet to engage Mahomes, was Mahomes still in bounds or was he out of bounds? And I think that's that's the question. And if you know if if, if Mahomes is still carrying the ball and he's still moving forward and he's still trying to gain yardage, like you said. That the kick that won the game for him just barely got over. So pitch, so yeah. right right there, every every inch, every foot, every yard counts. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw Mister Asai in the in, under the bus because he was trying to make a hustle play and get somebody like Patrick Mahomes out of bounds because Patrick Mahomes and I know he's got a gimped up I know he's got a gimped up ankle I understand it but Patrick Mahomes is pretty shifty. And you, and you can't – you have to pretty much take care of business with him every single time you're on the football field as a defender. Have you heard about this mayor for Cincinnati who <clears> called <throat> out Mahomes uh, <laughs> leading up to the game, calling it Burrowhead Stadium, I, saying that Mahomes needed a, a paternity test to see if Joe Burrow was his daddy? <laughs> I mean, this guy talked some major trash. The, and Travis Kelsey and, and, and Mahomes, after it, the game, brought it up. Yes, they called it, called the mayor of Cincinnati Jabroni. Yeah. Which, which Jabroni is a term – and I've got it. I, it's I an took, Italian. I've got some. I've got some notes on that. Uh, Jabroni is for meant for a foolish or contemptible person, and and that's that's what the dictionary says as Jabroni is J A B R O N N I or N I, and uh, yeah, Kelsey had some words for the mayor of Cincinnati who. Obviously, was talking some trash, and you know, and 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 they were feeling pretty good about it. I guess they were feeling pretty good because Mahomes is running out, running around out there on one leg. You, you know, know, Clay Travis. I heard him say earlier, he thinks this will have some political ramifications for this mayor. That the, you know, these Cincinnati fans are diehard Bengal fans, and he kind of put his team behind the eight ball by calling out Mahomes at home. Well, and and I get it, and and I, I mean. You know, I, I feel as though if, if if they if they suited up 
suited up Wednesday night, mm-hmm. I think Cincinnati would win the ball game. I think yeah. I think I think I think that Kansas City was that banged up. Oh yeah. Uh, however, my premonition did come true from last week's show, and I said, and I said on the game day show, and we broadcasted for Columbia Central High School, and we picked picked uh, who we thought would win these games on Saturday. Uh. The offensive line for the Bengals looked bad. looked pretty bad. He, they were bad. He was sacked five times and how and numerous holding calls on obvious holding calls. You know, it wasn't like they were just throwing these phantom flags. Uh, there there were several holding calls in, in in some big times of the game that were pretty obvious calls that that were made against that offensive line. Right, and um, so and and and. You know, I, I get it. Um, people that bet on Cincinnati, Cincinnati fans, are upset about the are upset about the officiating, the delay call. But if you watch the pullback camera shot from the delay call, the back line official, a uh, back judge came in, blew his whistle. They just could not hear it because the stadium was so loud at that time. Um, and four times they played now, all four games decided by three points or less. That's incredible. And so, you know, Joe Burrow had – he was sacked five times. He threw threw two interceptions. Yeah. Um, Then they hit Mahomes out of bounds, you know, right as he was going out of bounds, out of bounds, whatever you want to call it. Um, Cincinnati kind of – Cincinnati, you know, they can can blame themselves or blame the referees, but they need to put a little blame – a lot of the blame on themselves. Correct. Correct. I mean, was the officiating really that bad? I don't know. They called back two Kansas City touchdowns. It's true. That is true. I had a buddy of mine text me. He showed me a parlay where if Pacheco, if Pacheco does not get called back right there. Mm-hmm. On that hold. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Joe Mixon touchdown away from $101,000 on family. Holy. <laughs> of course, Joe Mixon did not score a right. touchdown. Right. But. At that point in time, had Pacheco gone in, the guy is sitting one Joe Mixon Cincinnati touchdown away from $101,000 on FanDuel. That's incredible. I mean, so, you know, I mean, he neither one of them scored because of the holding call on 77 of Kansas City. Um, and, you know, the Bengals in the last three minutes, they had a second and two and threw a deep pass. They did. They, then they, they they did that quite often. They, then they came directly back on third and two in their in their last possession and threw another deep pass oh, that they, was yeah. was incomplete. And then they punted the ball away. So for all you Cincinnati fans and all you people that lost money on 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 the Bengals and you want to cry about officiating, just go back and look at how the game played out. And you know the officials doing their job. You know, just because Cincinnati doesn't do their job and they've got offensive linemen hurt and they can't properly protect Joe Burrow, you know, then I don't know. Uh, Let's see. What else is going on? But anyway, we were talking about Mr. Osai and his his teammate, Mr. Hill, at the press conference. And Mr. Hill just told the the press, he said, if you've got any crazy, dumb questions – that you're going to ask this man, you just better you just better check it at the door. 
because he was not going to allow it. And they came out with some, I can't remember what they asked him. They asked him some stupid question like in most of those press conferences do where those reporters don't really know what they're doing. Exactly. They're just, they're just sent there by a radio station to ask some stupid questions. But um, they, they came up and Mr. Hill interjected and said, he's not answering it. You, have to, you just have to ask another question. You know. And nobody, and they said, and I, the, what I was reading about Mr. Osai, nobody was more upset and uh, emotionally distraught than Mr. Osai. But one play like that does not win or lose a football. I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So that's what's going on there. Now, uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs obviously got in field goal range and kicked that. Uh, field goal to make it 23-20 when I thought we were for sure headed to overtime. And in overtime, I felt Cincinnati had the upper hand just because Mahomes was so banged up at that time. Uh, their wide receiving core was banged up at that time. And their defensive backs were all banged up at that time. And I just didn't see – I just thought uh, Joe Cool was going to come come in there and just slice it up, get down in field goal range, boom. Their defense holds the next possession on – Kansas City or holds their first possession and the ball game's over and they win 23-20 the other way. But it didn't turn out that way. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and all your fans um, and Andy Reid. And, you know, Andy Reid, we're talking about, you know, he was at, he was at Philadelphia for 14 years. Absolutely. Yep. I mean. Took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens. I mean, uh, you've got uh, you've got quite some storylines. You got the Kelsey brothers, Jason Kelsey, who's the center for Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, will be playing against his brother uh, Travis. Not, of course, they're both they both play offense, but I'm just saying, uh, their teams J- are good. yeah, their teams will be against each other. Uh, that's just one story. Uh, heading into Super Bowl 57 in a couple of weeks. Two Texas-raised quarterbacks in Mahomes and Hurts. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be uh, – there's going to be a lot to talk about, and I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a good game. I, I do, think, too. I do, too. I, I mean, I, Philadelphia's got a great defense. The Reddick, uh, Hassan Reddick, I believe it was, that was causing fumbles and, and sacking the quarterback. I think he was the one that came in there uh, and hit – uh, Brock Purdy's arm as it was cocked back, and I, you know, I, he did some nerd damage, some structural damage there, and we're still going to be talking about this on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, and we uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes, and Mister Young's going to take us out, isn't he? Yes, he is. Here we go.
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And as Mr. Cougar says, we always fight authority. And uh, there are some Cincinnati Bengals fans and that are questioning at the officiating authority and the authority that uh, supposedly cheated them out of winning that ball game yesterday. But I think if they will honestly take an honest – good long look at that game at, at themselves in the mirror Cincinnati Bengals could have played better and they had their opportunities in that game and they didn't capitalize that's not the only game this weekend I heard some uh, talk about the officiating there, apparently there was an alumni game <laughs> over in Central High School there's an alumni game and uh, you know alumni games against rival high schools yeah. can can get heated. There was a lot of talk uh, between the Spring Hill alumni that took on, uh, went, played at Columbia Central this Saturday before the Ronald McDonald Classic. And there's a lot of trash talking going on on the social media site. And uh, some guys that were putting it all out there. And um, some of the guys that were putting it all out there got 
were getting it handed to them um, early in the first <laughs> yeah, half. There. I heard it was a thirty-point game early. Yeah, it was uh, about the time that this player was ejected. It was about a twenty-two point game. Well, there's a theory, out and there. I mean twenty-two being like twenty-six to four type twenty-two point. Yeah, game. There, there's a theory out there that this player that got ejected was looking to get ejected to get out of that whooping that was happening. Oh, I see. So he was ready to go. Well, you know, the foul that was the foul that he was uh, protesting to the official was called on someone else on his team wasn't called on him. And so he was the one that was using some rather uh, profane language towards the official multiple times and the official eventually uh, after the first technical uh, awarded him a second technical, and the second tech, along with the second technical, you also get awarded an escort out of the gym. Correct, and that's, <laughs> and and that's what happened. That's what happened. Okay, so uh, the game of the weekend that was really the biggest disappointment. I- I'm going to have to say is Philadelphia San Francisco game. Wasn't the game. I mean, and you know there are a there are a bunch of reasons for that. Let's just be honest. Um, first of all, San Fran and, and, and Purdy's and Brock Purdy from Ohio state. I mean, excuse me, Iowa state, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, the last player picked in the NFL draft, third string quarterback for the rookie. Let me repeat that rookie third string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers had been doing terrific Absolutely. ever since, ever since he filled in for a hurt Jimmy G and a hurt, Trey Lance, or a hurt Trey Lance, and then a hurt Jimmy Garoppolo, and it he just it's just absolutely uh, he was having this unbelievable storybook season. He was having this unbelievable storybook season for San Francisco, and he gets to the conference title. He gets to the conference finals, and uh, you know San Francisco fans don't seem like they're going to miss a beat. But I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, San Francisco should feel extremely fortunate to be in the position to win the conference title uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. But unfortunately, uh, and the way that their luck is going at quarterback, the first drive, Brock Purdy gets his – he cocks back to throw the ball – and I believe it was Hassan Reddick that came in there uh, on end ru- on an end defensive end rush, like a missile, and just with all his force, swiped as as Brock Purdy cocked back to throw the ball and had the ball up near his ear. Hassan Reddick just came down with all his force on swiping down, hitting hitting Brock Purdy's arm. Brock Purdy fumbles the ball. And in the process of fumbling the ball, he does he gets nerve damage and maybe some tendon and muscle damage. Who knows? Right. I haven't heard at this point, but I'm just guessing because he went to the sidelines and he said he couldn't – he told uh, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, I can't throw the ball deep. I can't throw the ball. Golly. I mean, I've never seen a situation like that in a playoff game. So in comes Josh Johnson. Correct. 14-year – no, I'm sorry, 10-year veteran in the NFL had been with 13 different teams. 
13 different teams in 10 years as a backup quarterback. You talk about a journeyman. Absolutely. I mean, uh, he never got a chance to unpack his bag. I mean, what a great living he's making there. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, and just think of all the cities he's seen. He, I mean, absolutely. He I mean, you know, he might, hell, he might have a condo in every city. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But he comes in. And then not not long after he's in there, I think it was in the third quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was early in the third quarter, or right right towards halfway through the point through the third quarter, he gets hammered and uh, in the chest and uh, snaps his head on the back of the turf, and he's got a concussion. Yep. So, what do you? I mean, if you're Kyle Shanahan, what do you do at that point? Wait, what? What he did, which was you had to run the ball, or like Christian McCaffrey try to throw the ball or do something. Well, obviously, I mean, so they they get they talk to Christian McCaffrey, and McCaffrey is, I mean, he he, I mean, I'm he's thrown a couple of touchdown passes in his career, sure, but it it pretty much has to be on a kind of a surprise trick play type situation. Now, Debo Samuel has played quarterback in in his career in college, which you know that I think that might have been the better option. I agree. I agree. But uh, they put a – I didn't know this, but you if you play quarterback in the NFL, you have to, you have a wristband you put on. Did you know that? Did you know? Yeah. I mean, most quarterbacks wear wristbands. And, and but, they, but they, I mean, this is this is like a wristband that that notifies officials. And, I mean, it's – you put a wristband on. They, they put a quarterback wristband on Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. I did not, I did not know that. And I and, and I assume that that is to allow to let the officials know that this is your a mark. This is your player you marked as a quarterback, and they get kind of spe- a special treatment as far as hits, types of tackles that you're allowed to tackle this guy with, and it allows the defense to know, hey, that guy's got the quarterback wristband on. We can't put all, and if we tackle him, we can't put all our body weight onto him. Or it's going to be a penalty, you know. Yeah, and they also use different helmets. They have the helmets that have the speaker inside. That has a little green dot on the back, which means it has a speaker. Right. They can they can hear the call from the coach. I think it cuts off with about ten seconds on the play clock. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. I mean, I've never seen a team in a situation like that where they were in dire need of a quarterback. Yeah. Just they were down. To the, they were fourth string quarterback for San Francisco, sustained a concussion. Yeah. I mean, after the third string. Got injured throwing the ball the and fumbled yep. in the first quarter, um, and then, like I said, uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey had to put on a quarterback wristband, and so you've got a marquee running back that's you're going to take him out of the running back position and put him at wildcat position. I mean, it's if you're just, Kyle Shanahan, you're just thinking, you know, we're just screwed. Especially when we're just down. We're yeah. just screwed at yeah. this point. We just, I mean, what what am I supposed to do as a head coach? I and an offense, if I'm play calling, which he he made his prowess uh, as offensive coordinator and was moved to head coach, but and I'm sure he's highly involved in San Francisco's play calling. Um, but what do you do when you don't even have a quarterback playing quarterback in the NFC Conference Championship game. You just the fact you even made it there is incredible with what you've had. Absolutely, and that's what that's what I was saying. Up until whoever thought that Brock Purdy, whoever thought say five weeks ago when Brock Purdy took over or whenever however long ago it was, he'd have him in the NFC Championship game. 
He, I mean, yeah. you, you figured, hey, man, we're we're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. we're absolutely done. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's like the Vols taking losing Hendon Hooker and then getting Joe Milton and Joe Milton coming in and just lighting things on fire uh, and taking the Vols to the SEC championship. Ooh, well, you know. I understand. I get it. That old cock. You know what I mean? He's a mean he's a mean old cock. He's a bad cock. And uh, you know, don't poke the cock because he'll reach out there and he'll bite you. So you gotta be careful about him. But that but I'm saying the parallel between that's like taking Joe Milton or somebody behind even farther down the depth chart than Joe Milton for the Vols to come in and replace injured injured hooker. And he takes him to the SEC championship game. Right. That's right. about the equivalent. Right. No, I agree. I, I mean, you know, it's crazy. And uh, so, you know, there's always next year for the San Francisco 49ers. But think about this. Think about Philadelphia Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman. Okay. Roseman has reconstructed his second Super Bowl team with a new head coach and a new quarterback. Yeah. And the Titans are still sitting where they're sitting. I mean. I guess that A.J. Brown trade that he made well, worked out pretty good for him. Yeah. I mean. It, Especially for a fourth-round pick. It worked out pretty good. But I'm just saying, Roseman, Howie Roseman, since has, has rebuilt with a new quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Who was, who was a second string quarterback when and 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 really thought of not even really thought of as a starting quarterback. I don't think I really don't think when they drafted Jalen Hurts, they thought he was going to be. They didn't have any idea that he was going to be the Jalen Hurts what he is today and be in Super Bowl contention in two weeks. Do you? I think there was hope that he could improve because obviously he needed to improve on his passing, and you didn't really know what he did in the Big 12 his senior year at Oklahoma was a product of him getting better or him playing in a league that played no defense. So I think the thought was we're going to draft him on his athleticism, uh, his experience, and we hope that he'll become a better passer, and we're going to put good pieces around him. And that's what they did. They put really good – I mean, look what Devontae Smith did on fourth down yesterday early in the game, that catch he made. That's well, incredible. That, 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 you know. That's incredible. And, and you know what? That's on, that, that is on San Francisco to challenge that catch. You know, the, the ball squirt the ball squirted out. Let's just be honest. The ball squirted out. It was hard to tell, yeah. It was it was hard to tell. The 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 official was shielded away from where the ball was. Nobody could really see it. And even the announcer said, you know, it's possible that they can't overturn it. Or they didn't get that look. Right. They didn't get that camera. Now, I don't understand how all camera angles are not accessible to the replay booth or people looking at it. But not every play is reviewable. In NFL. Well, I get that. But that play was. Right. And, and um, San Francisco chose not to. I mean, that, I, I think they were just as shocked as everybody else. How spectacular that there's a picture of the complete layout of of Devontae I saw online today of of Smith in the air and him just reaching out with one hand and there's that total body extension in just a one line. Kind of like what he did at LSU <laughs> senior year at Alabama yeah. when he went up one handed and caught that ball. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm just saying uh if you're an Alabama fan, 
go uh, fly eagles fly absolutely. you know what i'm saying absolutely I mean, and uh so it, you know and and, and the storylines kelsey versus kelsey in this super bowl uh and and another big storyline is is andy reed and his 14 years he spent at philadelphia yeah. and then uh in 2012 uh they went 4 and 12 and Jeff Lurie, the owner of the of the Eagles, which people seem to like him, he's a likable guy. He's a, he, you know, he's obviously uh, and well liked in in the Philadelphia area. Sure. And you know, it's tough to win over fans in the city of brotherly love because uh, you know what? They're they're hardcore. They're hardcore fans, and they will call out BS from from, from teams when they see it, and ownership from. Um, ownerships from that, and they will they will let you know that what when they're upset and don't like it. But they all seem to like Jeffrey Lurie. But Lurie and Reed split, or Lurie let uh, Reed go in 2012 after a four and twelve season. And you know, Reed said in in parting, he says the best 14 years, greatest 14 years of my life. And he said, "quote I wish you uh, in his." In his severance speech or goodbye speech, he said, I wish you a big ring on the finger in the future is what Andy Reid told Philadelphia fans and the team. Um, and it happened in 2017. That's right. Now, what coach coached a team and then left that team and then coached that team that he went to in the Super Bowl against his old team. That's so easy. <laughs> See, it's easy because your mind is like a sport. It's like a sports uh, information bear trap. You know what I mean? With with instant bear spray shooting out of it. I mean, that, it, 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 you know, information I, I goes in and nothing gets out. The answer would be, who is John Gruden? Who is John Gruden? Um, Chucky, better known as Chucky. Correct. Uh, coached Oakland in from '98 to '01, 2001, and uh, he took. If I'm not mistaken, he took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. Then it, did he not? No, he did not take them. Okay, he ended up playing. He left the Raiders, went to Tampa Bay. And the year he got to Tampa Bay, he took Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl and played the Raiders. John Gruden was part of a trade Al Davis made to the Buccaneers prior to that season. Really? Yes. So he traded basically his head coach for some players and yeah, and uh, uh, draft picks or something like that. You know what I remember about that year was Tim Brown was still with the Raiders. Eighty one, number eighty one. Jerry played Rice, at Notre Dame, and Jerry Rice was with the Raiders as well. Huh. Mike McCarthy was the head coach for the forty or for the Raiders that year, who went on to become the head coach in Nebraska and some other places. He's made some other NFL stops, but. Um, I remember that. Rich Gannon was a quarterback for the Raiders. Quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks was Brad Johnson. Yeah, and the, and Tampa Bay won. Backup. Yeah, Tampa Gruden, Bay won. Gruden and Tampa Bay won that won that Super Bowl. Correct. And um so Andy Reid, um and you know, Andy Reid's had some some personal struggles within his life. He lost a son, I think, to an overdose. Another son was involved in a a drunk driving accident where someone was killed. Correct vehicle. Um, so. And so you know he's had some he's had some 
family, personal family obstacles to get over. And I think, you know, probably the only thing that's kept that man sane is being a head coach. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, that's it's kept football, f- football is the only thing that has kept him from going absolutely crazy and losing his mind. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and I'm here with my good friend Clayton the Claw, and we are broadcasting from WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. Give us a couple of minutes, and we're going to come back with some uh, NCAA basketball. New rankings are out. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Big 12 and the SEC uh, matchup contest from this past weekend. The SEC didn't fare very well. We'll be right back. I'm dragging me down, gonna stand my ground, and I won't back down. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Back in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And 
Mr. Elton John. Sir. Bring, Elton. Sir Elton John brings us back in, and he's pumped up. He made a lot of money on that song, and he wrote that. Do you know who he wrote that song for? I don't. I really don't. Okay, back in the day when that song became popular, which I think was probably in the early 70s. Might have been, might have been mid 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 late seventies. There was a professional tennis tour in like a professional basketball or yeah. big big metropolitan cities like Los Angeles and New York, Chicago, Seattle, Miami. They uh, were form- they formed a professional tennis tour and they would compete against each other. And um, Billy Jean King had a team out of Philadelphia. And if I'm not mistaken, they were called the Freedom, the Philadelphia Freedoms. Very cool. And Elton John wrote this. He and he and Billie Jean King were good friends. This is after uh, she went through the uh, tennis match with, uh, what's his name, the crazy guy that she, that was a big male show, supposed to be a big male chauvinist showman. Can't remember, but anyway, they – she played him and Bobby Riggs. That was his name, Bobby Riggs. And they had this big match between she and Bobby Riggs. And there's this movie about Billie Jean King about that. It's really pretty good. Uh, if you guys want to pull it up and watch it, stream it. But uh, anyway, that song was written for Billie Jean King's uh, professional tennis team that she was the coach and I think also played for at the time. Um and see, Elton, Elton wrote all of his songs with his friend uh, Bernie. Bernie Toppin, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. One, yeah. Would, one would write the lyrics, and I think Elton yeah. would write the music. Yeah, I saw him. You know, we were talking about Las Vegas. Right? I saw him at Caesars Palace. Oh, okay. In his red piano uh, residency he did. Um, and, you know, we're in a, I don't know, 4,000 seat, maybe something about, maybe something a little bit bigger than Ryman Auditorium. That's watching, nice. And about, we're about, 25, 30 rows back center from Elton John on, you know, playing right there. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. He's a, he's a rock God. I mean, you know, he's right up there with. I actually saw him at the Rabbit Auditorium as a kid and he was on tour and I think he may have just been playing with, you know, with with just himself and the piano. I'm not, not, but I also remember seeing him at Bridgestone uh, right after I got out of high school and I wasn't excited about it, but when I got there, it was on. It was a rock concert, man. Yeah, it oh. was awesome. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, and yeah. all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, my hair on my arms are raising. Just did you have you watched the uh, the, the farewell about. concert that was no, that was, I, 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 that on was Disney a, Plus at LA at Dodger Stadium? What's it on? It's on Disney Plus app. Really? It, it is. Fan, if you got a surround sound, watch it. It's does he and does he dress and does he oh, get yeah. up break out some old uniforms he, like the he, old he, Donald he, Duck and all that type of stuff and Dodgers uniform? Yep. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. Okay, before we left, we were talking about we were talking about Andy Reid, and uh, just to finish up on Reid, Reid's fourteen years at Philadelphia, he won six division titles. He won four straight, and you know that's the last time there was really a dynasty type team in that NFC East division was when Andy Reid wins that back to back to back to back titles of that division. Think about that. Uh, since then, it's just been kind of a hodgepodge, uh, and, and much to the chagrin of the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Um, but uh, he took during that time he took one lone trip to the uh, Super Bowl, and that was in '04. Correct. Um, Against and he, the Patriots, and then, and they lost. Yep. You know, 
that's that's of course you go up against Tom Brady. Now that's normally what's going to happen. Um, but anyway, uh, so congratulations to Andy Reid. I know uh, this will top off a Hall of Fame coaching uh, career for him. Probably, I don't know. Oh, how, yeah. I don't know how much longer Reid will be around. He's won a Super Bowl. I think he's in the Hall of Fame now. Easy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think. I think you know just what he represents for the NFL and and longevity as a head coach. Um, also, elsewhere in the NFL, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, hired away Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's probably a good time to get out of Dallas. You're just yeah. not going to get a lot done with Dak. I'm sorry. I mean, you go, you're Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore was a hell of a quarterback in himself back in the day. And expect D'Amico Ryans to be named the head coach of the Houston Texans before yeah. the end of the week. Hmm. Uh, but Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator at uh, the L.A. Chargers, and the L.A. Chargers have gotten rid of Joe Lombardi. And Joe Lombardi just, you know. He he was the guy that had to be the sacrificial and, lamb. But he's, that he, you know, game. that guy's been moved around a few times. Oh, I know. He really he really hasn't been that impressive wherever he's been. I mean, he's kind of riding on his granddaddy's name. Is that is that his granddaddy? I think, Vince? yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for children doing what their parents did, you know. If, following, it, if they're good at it. Following their footsteps. If they're good at it, not just because they share a last name. Right. With a great owner, head coach, basketball official, football official, whatever the deal is, you know the nepotism needs to stop. Just because you're, just because I'm good at something, doesn't necessarily mean my daughter or my son are going to be great at something, and they need to follow in my shoes. New, I mean, New Mexico is nineteen and one with Richard Patino, by the way. <laughs> oh, Richie! I've, you know what? I watched them play against Boise State. They're pretty good. About two weeks ago, that was one of the best basketball games I've actually sat and won. Of course, I had a little coin on it. Sure, but that's and I and I won the under. But I just want to tell you that Boise State and New Mexico is it New Mexico or New Mexico State? New Mexico University, of New Mexico. They watch watch for both those teams in the tournament. I they, agree. They, yeah, those two teams were going at it, Absolutely. and it was a hell of a ball game to watch. It was a lot of fun. Um, Okay, the in the in the NCAA, Bama gets blown out against Oklahoma, ninety three to sixty nine at Norma, Oklahoma, in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. I guess they call it. They pouted the entire second half. They they shot thirty eight percent from the floor. Yep, six three pointers, and Bama dropped two spots in the AP poll from number two to number four. That's guess, a miracle. Guess guess who moved up? The Vols, as they took care of business at Texas. UCLA Vols moved to number two. UCLA fell to nine after they lose to USC. Charleston's 20-game winning streak ends as Hoster beat them Friday night. They're now number 27. Kansas beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. And, uh, you know, the beat goes on. SEC took a bruising, though. Yeah, they really did. Okay, it's Monday. We'll be back on Thursday, 4 o'clock, 4.05, with the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by my man Clayton the Claw. You all have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you on Thursday about 4 o'clock. Have a great night.